We're back at it again, episode two. Mm. It's that speakers and styles. I'm your guy, M. Easy. Boy, Drippy D's in the building. What's up? Your main man, Chris. What's going on, fellas? What's the good word? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back again. It's Stats, Sneakers, and Styles. Um, D, how was your week? Since the last time we spoke and we saw each other, what, what what's your life been like? Come on, man. You were just in my house two days ago. You know we were partying over here. We had my wife's father's birthday party. As a matter of fact, Chris, you was there too. All three of us were all hanging out. I'm still recuperating from that, man. I had a blast. Thank you guys for coming over. We had a great time. Thank you. Thanks for having us, man. Oh, Chris, what about you? Yo, listen, man, since I last seen you, I just recovered a little bit, spent a little more time with my mama. And interesting development, Marnell. I uh, chose some, some squirrels today, talked about world domination. You know, <laughs> squirrels to what, every one human being. So just want to let you know we are, we out here, applying world domination. Listen, just be listen, here, bro. If, if you don't know what he's talking about, make sure you check out the uh, Empty Thoughts show. That's another podcast that I'm on. Shout out to my co-host, Taylor, and everybody part of that one. Squirrels are going to run the world. Don't act like you don't know. And if you're from the suburbs, you've definitely heard squirrels talk. Anyways, um, let's keep it on topic, on brand here. Thank you, Chris. Um, nothing. I haven't been up to anything. No, just working, being a dad, sweating out the drunkenness from the night before with you guys in the yard, building a little house for my daughter. Typical dad stuff, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about this next round of playoff games, though. I think the NBA Finals is going to be very competitive because I think this round we've got a lot of blowouts. There's been a lot of blowouts and it just doesn't it doesn't seem fun. But um last game Boston Celtics beat the uh the Heat handily. Right. And that series is tied to two. We're going to game five in Miami. And you know game five is pivotal. Um let's 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 remind the people our picks before we continue on our, for our predictions of game five. Chris, what was your prediction of this series? Miami in six games. And I'm okay. sticking to it. D, what was your, your prediction for this series? I had Boston in six, but I'm still keeping it too, by the way. Okay. I also had Boston in six. Um, now, wait a minute. So if we, if we all have Boston and Miami in six, that means you think Miami's winning the next two, Chris, and me and D both think the Celtics are taking the next two. Is this correct? Correct. The, uh, Chris, give me a reason why. What do you want to tell you, bro? You want me to make sense of the unsensible series? I feel like I'm watching a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> show. Is the Heat going to be healthy? Are the Celtics going to be healthy? Is Jalen Brown score 40 score seven turnovers? Stay tuned for the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Bro, I feel like I'm watching a cartoon show watching the same series. This shit doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. With that being said, no matter how good or bad each team loses, it's still a 2-2 series. Each team is 1-1 on the road and lost one on the road. So with that being said, 2-2, going back home with Miami. I think they'll pull out a close game five win, build a bit of confidence. Kyle Lowry's hamstring is slowly starting to come back. I think Bam, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler Hill will come back to pull off two good games in a row and close down the Celtics in seven games. Sorry, six games. My apologies, guys. Mm. I disagree. D, I'm going to let you go first. Go ahead. Well, um, going back to the Dragon Ball Z show thing we're talking about there, that's what happens when you've got two teams with that kind of a defense. Anything can happen. They're both hustling. They're both grinding. I love it. Feels like I'm watching basketball in the 90s again. I, I was born in the 80s, so I watched the Detroit Pistons play. I watched the Celtics play. I watched the Bulls play. The New York Knicks with Patrick Ewing. When I used to be a Knicks fan, Charles Oakley, John Starks, that was my squad. But I had to go to the Brooklyn Nets now because I didn't like how the management, James Dolan. But that's another story. But that's what happens when 
two, you got the two best defensive teams that the NBA has to offer. There's going to be a lot of messiness, a lot of sloppiness, and a lot of unpredictability. Mm. And what do you think? I think I think Boston's going to take it. I think um, Tatum understands he played a terrible quarter, and um, I, I think Boston has more 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 stars that can put the ball in the rim. Um, Jimmy Butler's all by himself over there. Tyler Hero. And it's the playoffs. I don't feel I don't feel bad for him, and it's and it's very explainable what's going on with Tyler Hero. All you have to do is play tough defense, and he's hard for him to get a shot on. So that's what's going on with Tyler Hero. Um, Bam Adebayo, he's the one that I can't come understand why he's playing so small and so timid. But Boston's taking this series. Um, Al Horford, Williams, uh, Brown, Tatum, Smart, those guys got it, and Adoka, uh, uh, the coach is amazing too. So Boston is definitely taking in the six. And I don't think there's much else we could talk about with that series, or is it just me? Um, man, there's a lot you can talk about, but the shot clock's about to end. Try to set me up. You no, try to set me up. I see you. I see you. I see you. Give me another three minutes, and we go. We're gonna talk about the uh, <laughs> the Western Conference Finals, the Western Conference uh, Finals with uh, the Mavs and the Warriors. Um, we got the Mavs and the Warriors. Mavs are down 3-0. Warriors look like they're in total control of this series. Luka Doncic looks like he's out there all by himself, and he needs some help. I tweeted oh, out the other, I tweeted out the other day, and you guys had some words, and I'm, I want to bring it to the show. Luka Doncic is the white James Harden. Y'all seen this before? Y'all seen this before? He dominates the ball in a in the regular season. He's amazing. Stats out the out the wazoo. But the minutes the playoffs begin, it's. Mm. Dispute me. Um, I, just man, I just saw my man dropping a 40 piece last and night. And he lost. And he lost. Well, I mean, like you just said right now, he's out there by himself. What do you want him to do? Let him get another superstar. He's still young. Michael Jordan, when he was young, he had to get another superstar and he started winning. LeBron James, when he was by himself in Cleveland, he had to get another superstar and he started winning. When he went to Miami, he had a game when he had to play with Dwayne Wade. Guys need other people to help them out in the playoffs. You can't do it by yourself. They're double teaming the guy. They're setting zones. They're setting walls for him. You know, what do you want him to do? What do you want him no, to do? He's a, great, like, he's a great basketball player, though. Sounds like excuses. Sounds like straight excuses to me. Chris, come on. Give me something. I said this before. Watching Luka play, he plays a lot more like Paul Pierce. He's, he's physical. He picks his spots. He's slow. He's methodical. Yes, he has a little bit of that James Harden Control, control and dominate the ball, run the offense. But if you watch him play, you watch him really, really play with his physicality and his slow, methodical movements going to the line, he has a lot of Paul Pierce mixed with James Harden more than just the James Harden that you think he has. I think he's built for more long-term success than someone like James Harden because of his overall physical style of play. He does have to tone his body and get a little bit more shape, which is obviously what played James Harden down the line. But I, I can't fully, fully agree with you in the James Harden comparisons, but I do see where you're going. But I not something I can fully get on board with. Well, when he gets swept tonight, um, he'll be have something else in James Harden. He will have something else in in common with James Harden, and that's getting bounced out in the Western Conference Finals. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what's going on with that series as soon as we get off our air, because I'm pretty sure that's a close game now. Anyways, um, do we move along? Anybody want what, anything else you want to close out before we get out of this one and go to the Major League Baseball? Let me, close, let me close out real quick. Let me close out real quick. I do want to say something. We got to give some credit to Steve Kerr. Game five and six against the Grizzlies with Mike Brown on the bench, they looked lost. 
lost. Steve Kirk comes back. They're on the verge of sweeping the Dallas Mavericks, who bounced off in seven games. Also, I want to give some credit to Andrew Wiggins. He is regaining the, the form that he had that made him an all-star starter. He's averaging huh. 21-7 for the first three games of the series, 48% shooting. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, that was good, though. Thanks for bringing that Got up. Before we go into Major League Baseball, Steve Kerr says some, some strong words about the shooting that happened um, earlier this afternoon in Texas. And I want to salute to Steve Kerr because uh, Steve Kerr lost his father in gun violence when he was a young guy. So he definitely knows what those families are dealing with. And condolences to all those families that are going through what they're going through in Texas. It was a terrible, senseless act of violence. Anyways, let's move right along. Start restart that clock and let's go to Major League Baseball. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you introduce this one because Chris, this one was you. You really was adamant about this topic. So I'm gonna give you the floor. Go ahead, Chris. All right, so a little background, guys. On Saturday afternoon, we had a bench, a bench is clearing brawl between the Yankees and the White Sox due to the fact that Josh Donaldson called Tim Anderson Jackie. A little bit of background on that. In 2019, Tim Anderson had an interview on SI in which he said he wants to be the new Jackie Robinson and he wants to bring further change to the game like Jackie did. He wants to bring more fun to the game. He wants to make basketball acceptable, things like that to make the game more fun and, you know, further advance the the game for the, I guess, the younger generation, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the story goes is that Josh Donaldson has previously called him Jackie in the past, and it was never any issues. Time out. That. So, uh, the story is per whose side? Josh Donaldson's side or, or Anderson's side? Per Josh Donaldson's side. That's something that he okay, had mentioned during his post-game press conference on Saturday. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead right. Go ahead. Uh, I believe that this situation had more to do with the fact that they had an on-field incident a couple of weeks ago um, when the Yankees previously played the White Sox in Chicago. And I believe there are just some bad blood stemming fruit from that. You know, if you're going to call yourself the modern-day Jackie Robinson, whether it's a black player, a white player, a Spanish player, if you're going to call yourself the modern-day Jackie Robinson and someone calls you Jackie, you can't deem it as a racist attack, especially as this is, an, this is something that he's mentioned in the past, right? We're a little back on, on, on ourselves, guys. We are two Dominicans and Haitian that are spearheading this podcast. Um, I don't look as ethnic as these guys do, so I don't go through the shit that you guys do, you know, for better or for worse. But that's my take on it. So I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to let you guys discuss that. What do you guys think? Do you want to go? You want Because I'm about to chew this up. You want to go? All right. I mean, go go ahead. Chew it up. Chew it up. Listen, I want to hear what you want. I'm, I'm very interested. This, it, this bugs me out on so many different levels. If you're going to claim to be Jackie Robinson, do you know how strong that man was to deal with what he, what he had to deal with? All, that, all he did was call you Jackie. If you felt that was a, it was a derogatory comment, sure, no doubt. And, and furthermore... We're in competition. I, I, I'm an athlete. I, I was an athlete. I played sports. And I understand any, anything the, the, the competitor said to me was to get under my skin. So whatever he said, was, was there was nothing that was out of bounds. You guys are soft now. It's not that serious. The suspension was, was out of bounds. There was no reason for him to be suspended for calling him Jackie. So now, I, I, like I asked in the track, what if the whole crowd starts chanting, Jackie, Jackie, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I, I hate everything about this. Do something about this. I'm disgusted. I agree with you, Em. Uh, I don't like it either. Um, I'm a Yankee fan. Very embarrassed about what Josh Donaldson did. I don't like it at all. And I feel the way you felt about it. You know, it's just, I, I, I don't, it, it could be, it could go both ways. The way Chris said it too, he could have been just joking with him because he did call himself Jackie Robinson. But there's two sides to every story. But I don't like the story at all. All right. All right. I mean, listen, 
when, when it gets to social justice and, and, and racial comments like that, it gets real murky. Um, I don't want to get too serious too much, but we had to touch upon it. So um, I hope we did it some justice. Chris, do you want to, any last words? You want to wrap a bow on this little situation real quick? I do want to say one thing. Kudos to Aaron Judge. If you guys didn't watch his post-game press conference after that happened, he handled the shit like a true, true, true leader did. He acknowledged that his man was wrong, shouldn't have done it, um, but didn't bury his teammate too much. Guys around the league are going to notice that, notice leadership skills, and I think his respect around the league is going to go up, go up because of the way he handled the situation. He took a stance on a matter, but didn't publicly bash his teammate, but acknowledged the right and the wrong of the situations, while also being the best player in baseball this year. He's up to 17 home runs, and that man is going to get a bag. So shout-out to Aaron Judge on the field, and shout-out to him as a leader. That man. Thank you. gentlemen. Hope you stay with the Yankees. We love you. And I'm a Red Sox fan. It hurts me to say that, but he's the best player in baseball. You, we, could, we could edit that part out of it. The whole Red Sox, we could edit that all the way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move right along. I think we're going to our, our Chris's Crispy Kicks, correct? Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second installment of Chris's Crispy Kicks. This week, I got three fire sneakers for you. So let's start with number one. We got the Travis Scott Air Max ones for Root Browns. Yo, Travis, these are dope. Travis stays winning with the kicks. Travis, you gave me goosebumps when I saw these shoes, but I do not want the antidote. I just want another pair of these in my closet. Travis Scott with another, another masterfully crafted edition of sneakers to his collection. Number two, we got the LeBron 9 Regal Pinks. Yo, do you guys think that LeBron notices that he doesn't play for the Heat anymore? Because he's dropping real Miami vibe sneakers. I can see these shoes with a pair of chinos. And that Amiri silk shirt that Aaron Donald had on last week in the Triple Drown segment. And those, and what Willie the Washington have, whoo, clean, clean, clean for the summer. Next, we got the pair of Balenciagas. Or should I say, let's just take these niggas' money for absolutely no reason. I will say one thing, I'm not a fan of Balenciagas, but these, with the Adidas, with the Adidas classic look, they make them a lot more fresh, a lot more presentable, and for me, a lot more, rec- a lot more wearable. Fellas, talk to me. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going number one. I'm going number one. I'm going number one. I like those cakes. Those those seem like a, a fall sneaker to me. You know what I'm saying, I like those. Maybe even the summertime, late late summertime, like August, as the, the leaves start to change in September, I can see them. I can mark and rock those. The the Balenciaga is never in life, never ever in life. And I don't rock LeBron's personal. That's personal. Well, I, with me, I think the Balenciagas, they made me laugh. The first its the first reaction I got was, I just started laughing. I don't know why. Maybe, uh, it looks like one of those socks from the 60s. No, uh, I don't know. I don't like it at all. I'd rather just get the plain Balenciagas, to be honest with you. And if I'm going to get Balenciagas, I don't want it with those stripes on the top. Okay, I mean, that's going to be hard to match with jeans and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe somebody can pull it off. I don't like it. It's not my cup of tea. The LeBrons, I love them. Those are fire. I could I, I could wear those on South Beach. I really don't wear LeBrons either, but they are fire for LeBron fans. And kids that love LeBron, I would definitely recommend for you to wear those. My number one out of all these three that I would wear for sure, and I would probably, and I, I am going to probably order them, is those Travis Scott's, the number one. Those joints are absolute fire. 
tough. I got nothing else left to say about those sneakers. They're just totally dope. Like you said, they give me goosebumps, just like his song. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. You heard me say in the intro, they gave me goosebumps. I don't want the antidote. I just want them in my closet. So this week's Christmas pick, pick of the week, and we're all in agreement, is the Travis Scott's Air Max ones. Um, ladies and gentlemen, as always, the links are in the description, and definitely like and subscribe. And that is it for this week's edition of Chris's Crispy Kick. Um, uh, breaking news: the uh, Mavs game has been on um, rain delay because there's a leak in the roof. <laughs> I thought you was joking. That's funny. I'm dead ass. I'm, I'm watching it on my phone, and there's a leak in the roof. There's, they got like water, like uh, towels all over the floors. It's crazy. So maybe Come on, Mark Cuban. Come on, Mark Cuban. What are you doing? <laughs> What's going on here? Don't do that. Don't do that. Y'all, the, the Splash Brothers are making it rain in Dallas, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to find out later. Okay, light skin. Okay. All right, relax. Okay, relax. Okay. Um, oh, it's time for my top five, correct? That's oh, top five. I love this. I love this segment. Woo! All right, this week, um, the top five off-season moves in the NFL as per me. Because I am the, the, I'm the stamp of approval in the, of anything, of everything. Top fives and everything. So let's start off with number five. Give it to me. The, the formerly San Diego, now LA Chargers, they added Khalil Mack. Listen, let me tell you something. You already got Joey Bosa. The defense was already strong. Uh, Der Derwin James, they also signed J.C. Jackson. That team is going to, to be a problem, okay? I know I left them off my uh, my top five teams of last week, but this offseason move, with, you're, you're going to feel this one with Khalil Mack and the Chargers. Let's go to number four. Mm. Miami, you got Tua, and they went and got the fastest man in the NFL, the, the cheetah, as they call him, Tyreek Hill. Now, fam, let me tell you something. We don't know what Tua is going to be. I don't think he can throw it as, as far as Mahomes. Well, let's not, let's not be a joke. Let's not joke. We know he can't throw it as far as Mahomes. But he, slant passes, screen passes, bubble passes, Tyreek Hill can't take it to the house, and he's going to add a lot of flavor to an already good receiving core. And with Jalen Waddle, listen, fam, they're going to have a problem down there in Miami if they get that quarterback correct. Let's go to number three. Woo! Uh, yeah, you know who this is. You know who this is. They got rid of Baker. Well, they didn't technically get rid of Baker, but the Bakers are up out of here. For my guy Deshaun Watson, and I say my guy, and I don't really say mean my guy like my guy because he's under a lot of problems. He's uh, I don't want to put my name next to him, but before his issues, that was my guy. Had him on my fantasy team a couple times. Deshaun Watson was is and will be a great quarterback for the Browns, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs either because you know he's going to be suspended for a while. But um, shout out to the Browns, make watch out for them next season. All right, go to number two. I love this 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 helmet. I don't know something about that Raiders helmet. This is just amazing to me. The number two offseason move in the NFL is them landing Devontae Adams. Family turns up. They got Waller on one side, Renfro over there, and Derek Carr delivering the ball. And they have an offensive minded quarterback, uh, offensive minded coach now that was respected with the Patriots. Believe you me, the Raiders are going to be an issue. This season, Devontae is going to put up numbers and Aaron Rodgers is going to be, he's going to rule the day that Devontae Adams ever left him. Let's go to the number one offseason move in the NFL. You know my guy. And before I told you, Deshaun Watson was my, my, my on my fantasy team a couple times. And before him, it was this guy right here, Russell Bleepin' Wilson, okay? 
They're gonna let Russ cook. He's gonna he's gonna tear that the the NFC West apart. Russell Wilson is gonna do his thing. Listen, the last time Russell Wilson went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl, he had a dope defense, which he's gonna have in Denver, and he's gonna have uh, a great running game, which he's gonna have in Denver, and he's got targets as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, the number one offseason move in the NFL was the Denver Broncos landing Russell Wilson. All right, there you go. That's your number one. And uh, let me get before I go to my my guys. Uh, uh, honorable mention goes to the Buffalo Bills for Mike for Von Miller, uh, the Bengals for their whole offensive line uh, makeup, and the Colts for getting rid of <laughs> what's his name, uh, uh, Carson Wentz, and, and landing uh, Matt Ryan. Now, fellas, any problem with the top five? Hell yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one Khalil Khalil Max, not the Khalil Max, not even the biggest signing on his own team. You mentioned it, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. Now listen, but you need a pass rusher, but go ahead. All right, but listen, you, you can't have Devontae Adams at number two, right? You have J.C. Jackson to short the corner. No, let me finish. If you have Devontae Adams at number two, which I agree with, right, you're adding the, the number one receiver in the NFL to that division, and, you're gonna pair, and then you're going to pair up J.C. Jackson with Thurman James and short up the secondary, I think that's a bigger move than signing Cleo Mack. You already got <sighs> Joey Bosa. You already got the pass rush solidified, right? So. That's just for my opinion. Number four. Khalil Max is sex your name, bro. But go ahead. I don't like the Tyreek Hill. I, I don't like Tyreek Hill that high. Not because of his talent, but because of who he's with. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to have the same impact in Miami as he did with Patrick Mahomes. I agree. I agree. In, in Kansas City. And for that reason, I would swap out, I would swap out Hill for A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is going to have a monster in Philly. I said that last week in a, in a previous episode. I think the Eagles are going to win the NFC East based off of the strength of that addition. So I got to be consistent, right? rest of the list I can agree with. But, you know, I got a couple issues with four and five. Otherwise, I think that's a good list. Get some good notes. Get some research. Gotcha. Got a four and five for me. Just not for me, bro. Okay, sorry. My fourth and five. My bottom two was that bad, bro. Sorry. Hey, Drippy hey, D. Come hey. on. Come on. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Talk to me. First and foremost, Chris, thank God we don't have a – I mean, I don't know how we don't have a shot clock in this segment. You're lucky they didn't have it. Oh, oh, shit. But anyway. Oh, really? Okay. I think okay. the worst one is the number three. I don't agree with number three, Deshaun Watson. He might not even play. Who's to he's say he's play. even going to play? How are you going to give him number three? He's going to play because when this he does, he he's going to be the second best quarterback in that division. They said the NFL still hasn't made the decision yet on his discipline. So, yeah, they're not going to spend him a whole year. And plus, he didn't get, he's not guilty of anything yet. They dropped the mad charges. Okay, but how, how do you know that the NFL is not going to discipline him? And they're going to discipline him, but they're not going to okay. spend him for the whole year. He might be out for six games, eight games tops. That's so still not half the season. By the time he comes, and by the time he starts playing, we don't know. We don't know if he's going to get suspended for seven games, eight games. What if they go 0 and 7? Okay. Then what? Oh, your fam. If you don't like my list, make your own, bud. How about that? Hey, hey, man, I'm sorry. You asked me the question. Look, look at that as the delivery boy. The delivery <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the top five is just for conversation and content. If you don't like it, put your comments below. If you do like it, put your comments below. Make sure you like, subscribe, and um, let's keep the show moving. You know what y'all came for. Y'all know what you came for. It's the Drip and Drown segment. Let's go. Okay. Certified Drip. Welcome to Drippy D Certified Drip or Drown. 
Shouts out to Aaron Donald last week for winning the dripper, the drippiest guy of the week. Give a stamp of approval, please. Certified drippy. Okay, guys. Today we got three athletes. One is a baseball player. He is a nine-time All-Star. He's also a 2009 World Series champion. We also got two NBA players that so happen to be playing against each other right now in the Eastern Conference Finals. One guy is the Defensive Player of the Year, and the other guy is not too far behind. Number one, we got Robinson Cano wearing a Bottega sweater, Amiri jeans, and Bottega rubber boots. Number two, we got P.J. Tucker wearing a Dolce & Gabbana denim jacket with ruby, all colored rhinestones and gems and jewels, and he's wearing Jordan 4s, and he's also got on a MLB New Era baseball hat. Number three, we got Marcus Smart wearing a Louis Vuitton denim button-up short sleeve shirt, Amiri jeans, Louis Vuitton low-top basketball sneakers. Okay, gentlemen, what do you think of my three guys over here today? Um, you think they're dripping, drowning? You got anything to say? Anything stands out about these guys to you? Um, I'm going to start with you, Amizi. What do you think about these three contestants that I have today on my Drip or Drown segment? Listen, I respect P.J. Tucker's shoot game because his shoot game is something serious. Okay, I would never tell him he's drowning. But when I see that outfit, all I hear is, like a rhinestone cowboy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got I, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna give anybody a drip, it's, it's my guy uh, Marcus Smart. He looks like that's something I would wear as a casual. Like the, I mean, the jeans are a little too tight for me, but I, I, I like the fit. I like the fit. I'm gonna go with Marcus Smart on that one. Okay. And how about you, Chris? How you feel about these gentlemen? You give anybody a drip or drown, or you want to do what you did last week and give everybody a drown? Or, <laughs> I don't know, Chris. I can't read you, buddy. How do you feel? No, listen, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the sneaker guy, and as, as MEZ iterated, PJ Tucker's shoe game is immaculate, bro. Immaculate. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Tucker. You know what? Listen, that jacket is, a, for me, for me, it's a little loud, but I think that outfit is perfectly put together. The fours, the rhinestone jacket, and that purple fit, it complements everything very well together. So, for this week, he's getting my certified jip of the week, my man PJ Tucker. Plus, oh, he's my, 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 he's also my Miami pick, so... Don't make me look bad, bro. PJ Tucker, come see me. <laughs> All right. So since you started, I mean, since you ended with PJ Tucker, I'm going to start with PJ And I don't even know where to begin here. Like, when I'm looking at him and the way he's dressed right now, like, it just makes me want to play Candyland. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like eating Skittles. And he also looks like a gingerbread house. Like, you know those holiday gingerbread <laughs> homes? Come on, man. Give Thanos from the Avengers back his jacket, please. I'm going to give you a drown. I'm sorry. I'm going no more further. He's drowning. I know your sneaky game is on fleet, but my man, that jacket got to go. Number two, I'm going to go with Robinson Cano. I don't even know where to begin here either, man. Guys, these guys, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who's dressing these guys. Do you guys look in the mirror before you leave at home? <laughs> Robinson Cano, you look like Slimer from Ghostbusters, buddy. 
Speaking about slime, it looks like they invited you to the Nickelodeon Awards. <laughs> I feel like eating Mike and Ike's. You look like a Sour Patch Kid, bruh. I'm gonna give you a drown, Sour Patch Boy. You are drowning. But shout out to Robinson Cano, because I love you. Dominican power all day. Man, love. Then my last contestant, we got Marcus Smart. Hey, man, thank God for you, Marcus Smart. At least I got one guy dripping over here. I'm going to give you the water gun, because yes, sir, you are dripping. I love that Louis Vuitton shirt, and I love the Louis Vuitton basketball sneakers. Them Amiri jeans is on fleek, my man. I hope you get back and playing, because... Your team needs you. And I called you in game six, so I need you to be there so I can hit my game in game six. So that's it, guys, for my Drip or Drown segment of the day. And guys, please do not forget to comment because your opinion counts the most. Please comment and vote for the drippiest guy of the week. And I love you guys. Subscribe and smash the like button. Bye, Drippy. So thank you, D, for the Drip or Drown. Like he said, make sure you like, subscribe, and vote on who you who is going to be this one's drippiest of the drip. It's my guy, Drippy D. And let's end the show like we normally end the show with our M-Easy-Easy Pass joint of the week. This week, it comes from Backslap. It's called Sauced. Um, shout out to Jersey. Um, you know, I'm going to rep Jersey all day. That is the show for this uh, for this episode. Uh, join us next week. We'll do it again. And guys, thank y'all. Make sure you let, let them know how to follow you and all that good stuff. Let them know. I'm Drippy D. I am Mr. Wise on Instagram. Love you guys. Stat Sneakers and Nation. We're here to stay, baby. I am Mr. Nunez, underscore MR, underscore N-U-N-E-Z. Stat Sneakers and Styles Nation. Have a good night, y'all. You already know who. You already know me, man. So we do. We're going to be back here next week doing the same thing again. Let's get to that easy pass joint of the week. What? 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 They be like slap, chill. Only one way to go get us some money. Stacking his breasts, not looking too funny. And shot the walks, not drinking in muddy. They be like slap, chill. They go get smoke if they moving too bummy. This PTSD got this feel on my tummy. And shot for shot, put that on my cousin. She says line for line, but it's walk for walk. You can press if I walk the walk. Like I really kill a whole dog for dog. Get this money, she love them all. My bitch too bad to show her off. I can't wait till I throw them off. These perks in my body ain't known to talk. Smoking who we ain't known to call. They more hard cause slap, chill. They only hate cause a bad grill. A dance with the devil, a bad deal. All black but the Glock till I look in the bag and the bag spoke Say if you don't then the bag will He talk on my name but that's bad smoke And it feel like I passed though What's the sound is like bad dope Ain't it act but he act dope Catch a rat at the back though Catch a rat at the And they be like slap chill only one way to go get us some money Stacking his press, not looking too funny And shot the walks, my drink getting muddy They be like, slap, chill Nigga get smoke if they moving too bummy This PTSD got this feel on my tummy And shot for shot, put that on my cousin They be like, slap, chill Only one way to go get us some money Stacking his breast, not looking too funny And shot the walks, my drink getting muddy They be like, slap, chill Nigga get smoke if they moving too bummy This PTSD got this feel on my tummy Put that on my cousin. She says, Slime for Lama, this walk for walk. If you get pressed, if I walk the walk, like I really kill a whole dog for dog. Like, I really slap a dog for dog. I'm burning wet, my bitch, you better show her off. I can't wait till we throw her wet, like.